the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. 20 years of intelligent talk. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRostra. Remembering the horror and the victims 20 years ago today in New York City. Family members of the victims stood by the two reflecting pools at the 9-11 memorial where the Twin Towers once stood, holding pictures of their loved ones gone but never forgotten over the years as their names were read out. Timothy J. Finnerty. Michael C. Fiore. The annual reading of the names of all the victims, so personal. And my uncle, Jason Chavez. We love you and we miss you. Thank you for being our guardian angel. And yet so very public. May we find the love to connect us and weed out all that divides us. And most importantly, we never forget. Almost 3,000 people died on 9-11, most of them in New York. At Ground Zero, I'm Julie Walker. This is SRN News. Home of the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. This is AM 1280, The Patriot. Hey, it's Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Happy 20th anniversary, AM 1280, The Patriot. Brad Carlson here. I'm proud to be on air with the Northern Alliance Radio Network because we are the first all-grassroots political talk show in the Twin Cities. Catch the Northern Alliance Radio Network live every Saturday and Sunday from 1 to 3. AM 980, The Patriot. Glad to have you along today. Mostly sunny and a high of 81, and tomorrow, decreasing clouds and a high of 73. We're spicing things up here at The Patriot. Register once a day at am1280thepatriot.com for your chance to win a $1,000 Williams-Sonoma shopping spree and a year's worth of fine meat from Good Ranchers. The Narn with Mitch Berg continues next on AM 1280, The Patriot. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the show that is making talk radio great again. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere, Twin Cities and World. This is uh, where you belong if you want, well, the best in Twin Cities weekend media. The, the, the show, along with my, my colleague Brad Carlson, Jack Tomzak, and King Banyan, uh, the show that dominates all Twin Cities media, in and out of, of radio seven days a week, even though we're only on two days a week, and we still make it look easy. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve A, the Patriot. The subject of electoral integrity was brought up in Ray both the two thousand twenty election and its aftermath, including the stupid malevolent but mostly peaceful demonstration on January 6th. Hey, they get to do it. I get to do it. And also in regards to the current uh, shenanigans going on in California regarding the recall election. And any talk of electoral integrity is a little bit like shining a bat signal on the clouds up above, leading to Kim Crockett swinging into action, uh, talking about electoral integrity. Kim uh, Crockett, welcome back to the broadcast. Thanks, Mitch. You know, you should you should work on your confidence level about the impact of the show. I, I think you should give yourself much more credit. Than you do. I, I appreciate that. And I like to it's part of my my rural Scandinavian heritage. You just want well, to un, under Oh, over under promise and over deliver. It's how how we're wired back where I come from, Kim. Yeah, me, me too. Kim, electoral integrity uh, keeps sneaking into the news, but you wouldn't know it because of all this. I don't know Afghanistan falling, uh, electoral mm. mandate, government seizing our freedom uh, wholesale, and yet that story just keeps morphing into something more and more malevolent. You wrote about.
about it in Alpha yeah. News here. Uh, Kim, catch us up on things here. Right. So while the Biden administration was abandoning American citizens uh, are, and, and exposing our brave soldiers to, uh, to you know, terrorists and the Taliban uh, and so forth uh, in Afghanistan, leaving our friends behind there. Um, Nancy Pelosi called the House back into session uh, on August 23rd and 24th. I doubt if many people noticed it. Yeah. And, and she hammered uh, her majority. And uh, the things that you probably talked about on the show and, and people heard about was the trillion-dollar infrastructure bill. And the three and a half trillion dollar budget resolution, right? Everybody was talking about that. Oh yeah. I heard people. I heard members of Congress going around saying, "Oh, this is terrible," and whatever. But what they didn't mention was the third piece of legislation that she got um, passed in August, while everybody else was fixed on the horror in Afghanistan, and that was something just called HR four. Yep. As, uh, and, and as Rahm Emanuel instructed Democrats, you never waste a crisis. And Nancy Pelosi yeah. used the dual crises of the collapse of Afghanistan, in effect, the terrorists winning our 20-year war in Afghanistan, and, yeah. of course, the, yeah. the crisis over the budget, which it's what it always is, let's be honest, taking two dual crises to use as a smokescreen to pass this intensely malevolent bill, H.R. Uh, 4, Kim. You were just about to describe it, I believe. Right. And, um, and, and, and we, so what is HR for? It's a, it's a takeover by the federal government of elections. You know, and some conservatives have said to me, well, Kim, what's wrong with that? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. My answer, my, it, it, my dear, my dear buddy, in fact, I'll mention Lonnie, my bud, he's listening right now. It's like, well, Kim, you know, our election laws are such a mess. There's so it's a patchwork all over the country, you know. It's it's couldn't we couldn't we just pass good election laws? And my answer is well, if you don't like um, if you like that, you don't like federalism, and you don't like the U.S. Constitution that has entrusted states to um, not just pass election laws but administer elections since we became a constitutional republic in 1789. So, I mean, when conservatives say they like it, they're imagining that somehow Congress would come up with election laws that are good, like voter ID um, and restricting absentee balloting and and things like that. Perhaps they've forgotten who perhaps they've forgotten who the speaker of the House is. I mean, we can I'll, I'll meet them halfway. Right, right. So what is HR four? Yeah. Well, it's kind of a companion to this this other bill that she wasn't able to turn into law along with her buddy Chuck Schumer this summer, and that's HR one, which would have put Congress in charge of all election laws for the country. Hard to say what would have happened if and when it got to the Supreme Court, but this is HR four that's even worse because what it does is um, run a uh, something called preclearance through the Department of Justice voting section, a notoriously left-wing biased uh, section of the Department of Justice. So let's suppose that Minnesota finally passes, say, a voter ID law yeah. in 2022. Let's just have, can we have a fantasy for a moment that, that we do that? I'm just going to smell some essential oils and let myself go into a euphorian state. Yes, go ahead, Kim. Let's let's dream. Let's do that. Let's go with that. Um, the Department of Justice voting section would put a stay on it, essentially, and run it through their very biased web and declare it racist. Declare that it is a suppression of the minority vote. Yeah. Because everybody knows that black Americans can't figure out how to get identification yeah. to vote. Yeah, and, and their mistake, wow. even wow. some of the well-meaning conservatives you're talking about, Kim Crockett, like our mutual friend who hopefully is listening, uh, will hear federal control of elections and, and 
associate that in their minds with, say, the federal holding of state election election laws to civil rights standards via the 14th Amendment, like we got in the mid-1960s, which which abolished Jim Crow in in elections, basically, at the federal level. That's a good thing. Uh, But this is not a very good thing. This is not making a federal election laws uh, subsidiary to the Fourteenth Amendment. It's making them subsidiary to a deeply politicized bureaucracy, and the two things could not possibly be more different, Kim Crockett. Exactly. Um, so it sounds um, HR four. Well, what could you know? I'm trying to get people to focus on this. You know, one of the things that Dinesh D'Souza said after. 2020, when people, somebody asked him, I don't remember what, if it was on radio or, or where I heard it, but they said, Dinesh, what just happened? And he said, well, Republicans focus on campaigns and Democrats focus on elections. Yeah. So let that sink in. Um, and he's right. Uh, so I'm trying to uh, shift the ship of state, if you will, in the conservative world to focus on what the left has been doing for decades, which is capturing the infrastructure of elections in our country, certainly in the state of Minnesota, um, and before it's too late. And um, so the, the reason why I'm talking about this now, and you were kind enough to let me on the show is that the U.S. Senate comes back into session next week, and we know that passing H.R. 4 is a priority for Chuck Schumer and uh, President Joe Biden. We know that. Um, some people will say, well, Kim, you know, if they, if they sign it into law, the Supreme Court will take care of it. Well, I have a re- two responses to that. Number one, it's always better to defeat these bad ideas you know, in Congress, yeah, let it let it die in Congress. And number two, the Biden administration, with the support of Pelosi and Schumer, has threatened to pack that court, yeah, so it can get whatever it wants, yeah, uh, out of a new out of a new liberal majority. And as a so conservative, me, yeah, as a conservative, yeah, by the way, we should be demanding that our congressional representatives stand up and, you know, do the job it was elected to do, which is something right. that, that way too many uh, cons- allegedly conservative legislators have been abdicating to the courts. Really, honestly, people on both sides. I mean, the debate over Roe versus Wade is the same thing on the left. People have been, have been, have been abdicating their responsibility to the courts for, for a generation now. And the, if we're going to save this country, that has to stop, Kim Crockett. Clearly, carry on. Yeah, that, that has to stop. So what stands between, um, you know, uh, you know what people will say, well, what's the likelihood of this passing in the Senate? And it's the filibuster and Joe Manchin, along with another group, with a small group of, of moderate uh, Democrats, more moderate Democrats. Yeah. And, and liberal Republicans that stand in the way. So let's hope. Uh, you know, in my piece in Alpha News, I've asked people to focus like a laser. You know, everyone's busy, um, and we're and we're focused on other chaos that's been created both by the Biden administration uh, nationally and then here at home by walls and you know, and bad city mayors like like Jacob Fry. But focus like a laser on this for a while, because um, you know, if this does get signed into law. Um, it's very dangerous. I think this is the most lethal threat to um, our republic and our ability to self-govern ourselves that we've ever seen. And it tells us, frankly, that the left um, and even liberal Democrats who are just super comfortable with this um, really don't respect, they don't respect the Constitution. They don't understand it. And they don't want to live under it. And all that all too many conservatives don't want to do their homework on what the Constitution is supposed to be doing and what our opponents, I don't want to say enemies, but what our opponents on the political battlefield are actually trying to do in real life. Uh, you have a piece in Alpha News uh, as we speak, Kim Crockett. I posted a link to that at shotinthedark.info. Can we keep you for another segment, by the way? 
I would be happy to stay. Excellent. If you've got questions or comments for Kim Crockett, give us a call, 651-289-4488. Join us, by the way, questions or comments on House uh, House, uh, H.R. 4, the uh, bill which would institutionalize electoral theft, essentially, and subsume uh, subsume all state electoral systems to a politicized, Democrat-leaning bureaucracy. By the way, if you're a Democrat, you should be just as terrified of this as anyone else. Go nowhere. We'll be right back with Kim Crockett on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Dinesh D'Souza can teach you a thing or two. They're just chanting death to America, but they seem friendly at the same time. Where have we heard that before? Well, the first time I really heard it was during the hostage crisis. Remember? Uh, Jimmy Carter, uh, in which this superpower, America, is just being humiliated day after day after day. Well, those days are here again. The Dinesh D'Souza Podcast, available on SalemPodcastNetwork.com and everywhere podcasts are heard. You know that little ding? It don't mean a thing at Appliance Renew. Hi, this is Michael, owner of Appliance Renew. We carry over 250 brand-new scratch-and-dent appliances from all major brands up to 50% off. If you need to replace one appliance or the whole set, check out all our brand-new scratch-and-dent appliances, microwaves, stoves, refrigerators, dishwashers, along with washers and dryers from all the major brands. At Appliance Renew, value is our motto, and scratch and ding is our passion. With over 20 years' experience in the appliance industry, finding your next appliance is only a short drive to our Farmington showroom. If you're looking to buy one appliance or the whole kitchen set, Appliance Renew has a choice for you. Our inventory may have a scratch or a little ding, but we back it with our 20-point inspection. Visit the store or check us out online at ApplianceRenew.com. Our inventory changes daily, online at ApplianceRenew.com. You know that little ding? It don't mean a thing at Appliance Renew. 612, the bird. Trust is earned and couldn't be more important when you have a house project. Early Bird Electric is the troubleshooting expert. Just look at their Google reviews. Early Bird is your go-to resource for home inspections and problem solving. Small projects like adding an outlet and big projects like remodels and rewiring. 612, the bird. And yes, Early Bird offers same-day service and 24-7 emergency service. Mention AM 1280 The Patriot and your trip charge is free with repair purchase. 612, the bird. Or visit 612thebird.com. The Patriot 20th Anniversary Gala is sold out. We can't wait to have dinner and catch up with you, Charlie Kirk, and Dennis Prager on October 6th. Thanks to Pro-Life Across America for supporting this special evening. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Hey, don't forget, our very own Larry Elder is running for governor of California against left-leading Gavin Newsom, you know, elitist, guy for whom rules are for other people. The California gubernatorial recall election is coming up Tuesday. That's Tuesday. We're within a week away. Elder says, quote, I'm running for governor because the decline of California is not the fault of its people. Well, most of them. Our streets aren't safe from rising violent crime or the disaster of rising homelessness. We've got a state to save. I will say myself, having visited California for the first time right about this time two years ago, I almost ruined a wonderful pair of shoes stepping on California's streets, if you catch my drift. Anyway, as Larry takes a break to focus on the election, Carl Jackson is uh, on the air 5 to 8 every weekday. Learn more at electelder.com. The fraud machine will be out in force, and the battle against that fraud machine uh, nationwide and here in Minnesota is, of course, the subject of our conversation right now with Kim Crockett talking about House uh, Resolution H.R. 4, which would essentially 
bring federal, uh, elections nationwide at all levels, I believe, at least state levels on up, or this uh, go all the way down to municipal county elections as well, Kim Crockett? That's right. And by the way, next Tuesday is not just the recall in California. Um, I will be speaking along with the uh, CEO of American Majority, Ned Ryan, at Providence Academy. From We have an event there from 6 to 9 that will start promptly at 7, but there's sort of a networking of, you know, have some food, meet people starting at 6. And if you could, I sent you that link too, Mitch. Um, but you can find it at American Majority on the front page, and it's the event that says, you know, how citizens can make a difference. Because you and I are good at educating people and calling out the parade of horribles, but we need to give people something to do. Everywhere I go, people want to know, how can I help? And that's what we'll be talking about next Tuesday at Providence in the evening. Um, it's, it's on all the social media for Alpha News. You can find the link to the Eventbrite sign up. And we do ask that people pre-register because we want to have enough food for you. We got plenty of seating, but we want to make sure we have enough food. Students are free. Uh, we want young people there, so please bring your, you know, your middle school, high school, college age folks, and then uh, adults are twenty bucks. I will um, post so that's the- also Tuesday. Yep, I will post the link to that at shotinthedark.info as well as soon as I get a moment Thank here. You. Absolutely. Well, let's go to St. Louis Park. Mark, you are on the air with Kim Crockett. Go right ahead. Thanks, Mitch. Another great show. And, uh, Kim, I'll see you Tuesday night. But I'm one of these multitaskers did wa- who did watch the uh, – I watched the Rules Committee on HR4 several, a couple of weeks ago on C-SPAN. And one of the Democrats oh, wow. from New York – one of the <laughs> Democrats from New York gets up and says, can you believe it? They won't even allow you to get a drink of water. You could be standing in line for hours, and they won't even allow you to get a drink of water, which is a flat-out lie. You can bring your own water, a poll watcher, uh, uh, someone working there can give you water. You can have a relative give you water. But they lied. And so I'm waiting for the Republican, next speaker Republican, to counteract that lie. Not one did. And there's another wow. problem. Our own Republicans didn't counteract that outrageous lie. And I'll hang up and listen. Absolutely. Thanks for your call, Mark. And that, that's been a point of frustration for an awful lot of people. In some places, ill-advised. I mean, there's only so many things that a legislative minority can do, particularly in the House in Washington and in, in St. Paul, for that matter. On the other hand, the Republican majority that does have some power in addressing some of these defamations of electoral reform seems a little, what's a good word, supine, uh, idle. Yeah. Uh, Kim Crockett, your response on that. Let me focus on home, because I and thank you to the caller for reminding me to do that. Um, where are Governor Tim Walz, Secretary of State Steve Simon, Attorney General Keith Ellison, where are our Senators Klobuchar and Smith on H.R. 4? They love this bill. They absolutely love this bill because it favors a permanent majority for whatever it is that's left of the Democrat Party. I don't know about you, but I don't recognize it. And one of the things that I've noticed, and I do believe in Reagan's 11th commandment, you know, not to rip too hard on Republicans. But, um, you know, I was told this last session that they were going to stand firm for election integrity measures, such as voter ID, and tell Governor Walls that you're not getting a budget. We don't need a budget. We've got a budget. We're not going to give you a new one until you do a few things for us. And it all went by the wayside. Absolutely. Nothing. I, I, if, and, I, if I have... Governor candidate and Senate Majority Leader Gazelka on the show one of these days. I I will have questions for him. I, I, his his staff are forewarned. I will have questions about what many perceive, rightly or wrongly, to be, for lack of a better term, indolence on all of these subjects for him and his uh, Senate Majority when we get back. Sorry to interrupt, Kim. Just give me a little foreshadowing of future broadcast here. Carry on. Yes, and and one of the things I've noticed, and I really do love. A lot of the folks that serve us, and I know what they go through to do so. It's a massive sacrifice. But one of the things I'm noticing about elected officials, Mitch, is they don't understand how our elections work. 
And it's possible that, you know, we'll get to voter ID someday if we get back into, if conservatives get back into power. But in the meantime, there's other really important things we should be doing, but it requires muscle. It requires being sharp elbowed and it requires understanding how the electoral system actually is, is administered here and has been really for decades. I mean, yeah. Mary Kiffmeyer was an interruption but not in, it didn't really change. The, she administered a liberal system, a progressive system that had been designed by Joan Groh and has only grown more progressive under Mark Ritchie than now Steve uh, Simon says Simon. Yeah. And, and there's very little understanding of it. So what HR4 would do, imagine this. This is the easiest way for your listeners to grasp why this is such a threat. Imagine that the entire country is under laws as it, not just as bad as Minnesota's, but worse. Yeah. Uh, closer to California, but worse. Yeah. Um, so that's what it, that's what it would do. Um, but then back to back to our home front. There's some really basic things that citizens can do, like sign up to be election judges. Yeah. Um, help help Andy Silic over at the Minnesota Voters Alliance with um, something that would actually make a difference right now, even if conservatives aren't in power, and that's get Republicans on ballot boards. Yeah. Um, during 2020, Mitch, it was 1.9 million ballots out of 3.2 half white ballots. Yeah, we have been as we have been sounding that alarm for literally 15 years on this broadcast. We'll carry on. But it's like if it it doesn't take this last couple of elections to remind you to get out and sign up for some of these places where you as a rank and file conservative and Republican can have an effect on elections. I I don't know what else it's going to take. I mean, I don't I don't know if it's I don't know there's any way back from that level of indolence and ignorance. One more phone call. It's got a Rosemont. Michael, you are on the phone with Kim Crockett. Go right ahead. Thanks for taking my call, Mitch. Absolutely. I, can you hear me? Fu- loud, hear me loud and clear. You are on the air. Hi, All Michael. Right, Hello, Kim. Appreciate your work. Hey, I would like to say that everything we saw in 2020 with the election, that all started the day after the 2016 election. And I appreciate your efforts on this HR4 and trying to inform people. But the Democrats are like a constricting snake. They are going to keep squeezing and finding any gaps they can to close this up so they can obtain power. If you watch any of the things in the shenanigans that went on with ballot drop boxes, not being able to see the votes being counted, windows being blocked, if we don't have groups of people that are ready to mobilize and challenge all this nonsense that goes on, I think it's a lost cause, and uh, you probably are already aware of Karen Fan and what's going on in Arizona. But, but we need to be vigilant and Republicans. Get some, get some grit and some guts. Absolutely. Michael, weak. thank you very much for your call, Michael. Absolutely. We're up, uh, heading up towards the break here right now. You're absolutely right. Time. Yeah, you've Third got about a minute here, Kim Crock. Go right ahead. I don't believe in lost causes. I believe in American exceptionalism to this day. So stick, stick with, look at American majority, what we're doing there with election training, election integrity uh, opportunities, becoming election judges and getting on the ballot boards. Let's figure out how to rebuild and learn those muscles and make them strong. And I'll tell you something that will excite your, your audience. Uh, last night I met two uh, U.S. Marines who are going to run for Congress. Uh, one guy is a Navy SEAL, and he showed up with 20 guys from his unit. It was like they parachuted in. Wow. It was thrilling. It was like all these buff, strong, unafraid guys that came in. Oh, you had me, then um, you lost me. With him. They, they were there um, in these – they all wore Navy suits, and they didn't right. call each other, by the way. Hey, what are you going to wear – they were strong. They were in a fighting mood. And guys like 
that are popping up all over the United States. So, Dan Crenshaw you know, has Dan Crenshaw has brought on a flood of fellow travelers from from that community uh, to to yeah. uh, public service. I couldn't be happier about it. Kim Crockett, and by the way, you're, you're absolutely right. The Democrats. Let's just I, while I love the metaphor of the constricting snake, my metaphor is the IRS accountant who who goes looking through your returns to find pennies to chisel away from you. They play the numbers game. They're like a bunch of IRS accountants and uh, and and you have to learn to fight that game. Kim Crockett, I have posted the links to the American Majorities event coming up this week as well Thank as you. your as well as your Alpha News uh, op-ed. Thank you for coming on with us. Keep us posted as this uh, story evolves and uh, say hello to the SEAL team that drops into the next round of elections. Thanks for stopping by, Kim Crockett. Thanks, Mitch. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Always a pleasure uh, on this, perhaps the most important issue out there right now, safeguarding the future of the institutions of this society, including the elections that set this it used to set this nation apart from the banana republics. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Abraham Lincoln said, We highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain. This nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom on this anniversary of 9-11. Remember those who were murdered when America was attacked. Let's resolve to have it not happen again. Sponsored by Great Garage Door Company. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Wake up with the Patriots Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint. Sign up at am1280thepatriot.com by using the keyword subscribe. That's subscribe at am1280thepatriot.com. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients, that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800 500 8384. ReliefFactor.com. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and Make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. That's 800 888-884-9018. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. I am an well, no, I'm, I'm not that. I mean, I'm a Republican in St. Paul. I guess that's what some... Some of my neighbors might say, but no, I'm just a work a daddy, hug a mama, reggae, regular guy who uh, who could be considered a, by some of my neighbors that might say I'm a. But I'm not. I'm a conservative. Uh, but on the other hand, if you're a conservative in St. Paul, uh, the uh, 
Yeah, you are considered um, an antichrist. That's fine. We've 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 fought back through worse in this country. We we certainly will uh, uh, here as well. And if you don't live in a blue cesspool like St. Paul or Minneapolis, well, consider yourself blessed. Uh, although we all got a little dose of that today. Now, uh, this this past week, as President Biden gave what may be the single stupidest speech I've ever heard a president give, ever. In fact, I, as you as you are, if you've listened to this broadcast for any length of time, you know that my father was a speech teacher. Thus, speech is kind of the family business. I have been talking into microphones since I was 15 years old. My father has been teaching people to speak since he was, well, 22, uh, to speak in public, I should say. Not a speech therapist, a, a speech teacher teaching public speaking and, and doing it very well, by the way. Every kid should have a teacher as good as my father was and remains. Uh, he's been retired for a while. Anyway, work with me here, folks. The point being that uh, I give speaker points. I can respect a good orator uh, immensely, even the more so because it's such a dead art in American politics. Listening to most Congress people trying to give a public speech is just a grueling, grueling pile of misery. And finding the ones that actually give a good speech is just a wonderful, delightful thing. That's why Ronald Reagan had such a huge impact on him, as did, by the way, the speeches of John F. Kennedy and Winston Churchill. Of course, Winston Churchill being British uh, from the House of Commons, where people actually have to be good orators to not get booed off the stage. Something that we should do in, in Congress, I think, that would certainly improve the quality of American government, or at least the speeches we have to listen to. At any rate, I give speaker points, and I take points away, for those that are keeping track, for bad, stupid speeches. Now, I don't have a top five worst speeches of my lifetime list. If I did, Jimmy Carter's malaise speech might be number five, four down from the top. And it wasn't necessarily as stupid in and of itself. I mean, it was an unremarkable speech. I remember this from when I was 14 years old, roughly. I think I think I was 14 when that speech happened. And it was, on the other hand, the worst possible speech at the worst possible time. At, at a time when America was undergoing the malaise of perhaps the worst decade of our history till now, it was it was exactly the worst speech. If you can imagine Winston Churchill getting in onto the dais at the House of Commons uh, after the evacuation from Dunkirk as the British nation faced being a, a German attempt to bomb it back to the Stone Age to drive it to the negotiating table as the junior partner in a totalitarian Europe and saying, yeah, got a cop to it. We're pretty well hosed here, folks. <laughs> we might as well just get used to the fact that we are going to get whatever scraps of well-being are handed to us by Herr Hitler. Can you imagine a speech like that? You can't because it didn't happen. Because Winston Churchill gave one of the most riveting speeches in all of the Western the history of Western civilization. The, we shall fight them on the beaches, the fields, the hills, the land and grounds speech that has gone into the, on into mythology practically in terms of speeches that galvanized people and nations and, and girded people for the struggle that f faced them. Which is the opposite of Jimmy Carter's malaise speech. I mean, let's be honest. He essentially said, and this, a speech that struck me as a 14-year-old who I, to the extent that I cared about politics at that age, I identified as a Democrat even then made me listen to a president that I had admired and respected as in the way that junior high kids do, and made me think, well, he just basically said that his generation got its piece of the pie, and I'm going to have to suck it up and deal with the fact that I'm going to get a much smaller, less satisfying piece of the pie because this nation's best days are behind us. And that's how that speech came across to me, a young, idealistic, small, well, probably big L liberal at that time. Stupid, stupid speech. Again, maybe not in intent, but in execution and in timing. Stupid speech, and a speech that had a disproportionate role eventually in making me the conservative I am today. There have been other stupid speeches, deeply, deeply stupid speeches, not just for their timing, not just for their circumstances, but for the content and the intent 
of the speeches. And yeah, I'm sorry, Trump fans. Donald Trump probably pops up on the list somewhere. Probably at least one of the speeches that he gave in the two months between the election and the turning over of power on January 20th of this last year. Uh, would probably Exactly which one? I don't know. Perhaps the speech that is being misconstrued now systematically as an incitement to insurrection. That might be it. Any one of the speeches, I, I would probably nominate any of the speeches where he undercut the Georgia special election and the, the Georgia voting system, keeping Republicans that could have defeated Raphael Warnock, keeping them home in droves. Oh, yeah, that was a stupid speech. I don't care what how kind of a Trump fan you are. I can respect your points of view in so many ways, but that speech was blue check stupid. And by the way, his tweeting around the same time, same thing. I mean, there has never been a worse case of electoral self-immolation in my lifetime. Well, till this past month. Because certainly two of the stupidest speeches of my adult lifetime, perhaps in American political history, have come from the same addled maw in the past month. I would have to say that, uh, that that Joe Biden's speech on the eve of the evacuation, well, let's be honest, the collapse of our mission in Afghanistan, when he said, hey, this is all planned all along, although everything that's happened in this past week is unexpected. And by the way, the buck stops here, By the, but it's my generals and intelligence people's faults, and Corn pop said it wouldn't get. I, I made the corn pop up bit, or did I? Who knows? Who knows what goes on in the mind of our chief executive, uh, in between looking out for ice cream cones and and seeing things. Who who knows? But that particular speech was the diametric opposite of a good speech in every possible way. Of a good, and when I say speech, I don't mean just for the the sheer exercise of of saying something in public and, and putting words out there for people to hear. Uh, but in terms of leading a nation, leading a nation in, in a way that 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 it needs to be led in a time of crisis, in a time of of a, a time in a time that tries us, it was the worst. It was the diametric opposite of a good speech. Not just of 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 Winston Churchill, Churchill's Dunkirk speech or the never have so many owed so much to so few speech that followed after the Battle of Britain. Speeches that led a nation by example as well as by rhetoric. Or Ronald Reagan's spe- uh, Christmas speech of 1981 when he talked about the defection of the Polish ambassador and his wife, the Spasowskis, uh, to the West and launched his campaign to put candles into the windows of every American house in support of the people of Poland who are being oppressed very directly. By the way, when I say oppressed, I'm not talking about uh, uh, the sort of oppression that, that our our neighbors were yapping about this time four years ago as they wore their little pink kitty hats in the streets and declared themselves the hashtag resistance uh, as, uh, in, in, and resisted on social media when going from the coffee shop to their Pilates class. No, people actually being rounded up and thrown into concentration camps, yeah, into, into prison camps, let's just say, in Poland 40 years ago. That was a great speech that led not just the nation, but the entire free world. Joe Biden gave a speech that was essentially... I didn't know it was happening, and the buck stops here, but it's not really my fault. And ever know that we could have predicted any of this, but this is all going exactly as planned. It was exactly that muddled of a mess. And I would put that number two on my list of stupidest speeches of my adult life, stupid, stupidest political speeches of my adult lifetime. Number five would be Jimmy Carter's Malay speech. Number four would be whatever Trump's speech gave, uh, speech that President Trump gave that uh, that undercut the Georgia elections. Dumber than the speech on January 6th, maybe. I can be convinced. Number three, I'll leave open because I think Joe Biden has another stupid speech to give sometime before the 25th Amendment is invoked to claim his presidency. 
You didn't hear it here first, but you'll hear it here from now till then. And it's coming. That day's coming, folks. The Democrats are going to bring that up sooner than later here, folks. You mark. I wager a shiny new quarter that that's the case. We'll talk. And by the way, that bet's for amusement only. Sorry, Minnesota Gambling Federation. I, I, there's no actual money going to be changing hands here. It's a rhetorical bet. Shut up. Anyway, the stupidest speech of my adult life. Well, we had that this past week. We'll talk about that when we come back. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Meet Tim. Hey, what's up? He's the person you hired for your digital marketing strategy. And when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, I'm sure he'll get right to work. Now, meet the team at Salem Surround. What's Hi there? Over 200 digital media strategists with all the current digital tools, resources, and training bringing your business the real results you need. These are the people who are passionate about your marketing success and will work 24-7 to deliver customers to you and your business. So, Tim. Yes, level 12. I'm going to be here all night. Or the team at Salem Surround. Why trust your digital marketing to one person when you can hire a whole team? Nationwide exposure, experience, and expertise. Let our team of experts focus on your digital marketing strategy so you can focus on your business. It's an easy decision. To learn more about Salem Surround, call 651-289-4418. 651-289-4418. Are you tired of bouncing over your sunken apron into your garage, shoveling snow off an uneven driveway, or stubbing your toe on your uneven sidewalk? Hi, I'm John Lamore, owner of Expert Concrete Raising. We can fix your settled concrete with a more permanent solution than mud jacking. Expert Concrete Raising uses a high-density polyurethane foam. It doesn't deteriorate, shrink, or wash away over time. Get it done right the first time. For a free estimate, contact a second-generation concrete raising business at expertconcreteraising.com. That's expertconcreteraising.com. You take steps to stay healthy when at the pharmacy picking up vitamins or filling a prescription. May I help you? Take another healthy step right now and ask the pharmacist how Prevnar 13 can help protect you from pneumococcal pneumonia, a potentially serious bacterial lung disease. If you're 65 or older, a trip to the pharmacy is a lot more pleasant than a trip to the hospital because of pneumococcal pneumonia. Help protect yourself with the Prevnar 13 pneumococcal 13-valent conjugate vaccine, diphtheria CRM197 protein. Prevnar 13 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 13 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 13 does not protect against all strains of the disease. Stop by the pharmacy today and ask about Prevnar 13. Learn more at Prevnar13.com. Don't get Prevnar 13 if you have had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with a weakened immune system may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-866-694-9300 or visit Prevnar13.com. Join the Freedom Fan Club today and you could win a copy of our Regnery Book of the Month, How to Raise a Conservative Daughter by Michelle Easton. Register to win at am1280thepatriot.com. AM1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. The number to call should you care to join me via the miracle of the telephone. Or you can join me on Twitter, ha- uh, hashtag ha- Twitter, Gab, MeWe, or Parlor. that's Twitter.com, Gab.com, MeWe.com, M-E-W-E, or uh, Parler.com at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show, if you prefer to respond in writing. Either way, we are available via all the social media that matter. If you're watching via our a live stream on the Northern Alliance Radio Network fan page, Great to have you here. Hey, how you doing? Say hi in the comments section. Always love to hear who tunes in for these things. The uh, the uh, I was uh, by the way, um, I I would be remiss not to uh, mention last Saturday I mentioned Elephant in the Rooms gig at Neeson's in Savage, one of the best public gigs we've ever had. Following on the best private gig we've ever had the, the two weeks before that. 
So we're kind of on a, on a roll right now, folks. Uh, if you if you made it out there last Saturday night at Neeson's, thanks for stopping by. It was a blast seeing every last one of you out there. And we are uh, undertaking our fall tour coming up here in two weeks. Uh, a week from this coming Friday, uh, we will be out on the 24th at the Legion in Fridley, up on University Avenue, I believe. We'll be at the Fridley Legion from, I believe, 8 till midnight. And the following night, we'll be at the Back to the SRO in Oak Grove, just north, uh, about uh, seven minutes north of uh, Highway 10 on Round Lake Boulevard in uh, Oak Grove. We'll be at the Back to the SRO downstairs. We've had a couple gigs there this last few months, and uh, always great to be back to the Back to the SRO. Hope to see you at both of those. Again, Two weeks, not this next weekend, but the following weekend, our fall tour uh, kicking off to back-to-back uh, gigs on back-to-back nights. Hope to see you out there for any or all of them. I'd uh, love to have you out there. 651-289-4488. So, dumbest speech I've ever heard in my life was this past week. Uh, I mean, you recall 20 years ago when people would look at some abridgment of freedom, great or small, and say, oh, the terrorists have won. Uh, the terrorists have gotten what they wanted, and I don't know about you, but I cannot have possibly been the only person listening to our, quote, president, end quote, speech this past week uh, and, and thought the same thing. I mean, I thought Muhammad Atta must be smiling in whatever part of the abyss he was cast into after he killed himself on 9-11 flying into uh, one of the World Trade Center towers. It was a wretched speech that really, in its own way, is one of the greatest infringements of liberty, of limited power, of limited government, of, of the, the respect for, for separation of powers I've ever heard. And not only that, but just it's gaslighting of the people. I, I use that term a lot because it applies a lot, and never more so than in this speech. Biden mandating vaccines for for workers, by the way, at companies larger than 100, because apparently companies smaller than 100 uh, are immune to the virus. Who knew? Uh, Saying our patience is wearing thin and expressing his frustration with uh, 80 million Americans who are eligible for vaccination but haven't received it yet. Uh, Say our patience is wearing thin. What he's done is try to turn... Half of America, half of American adults, maybe a little more than half, against the other half. Basically treating the entire nation like the mean, like the mean girls in a junior high dance line treat a homeroom. Trying to turn the cool kids against the uncool kids. Essentially starting a rhetorical civil war. I mean, the nuts and bolts of the speech, to the extent that there were any, was that our president wants to use the Occupational Safety and Health Administration to to push a vaccine mandate on companies, again, with more than 100 employees, as as if forcing a medication on employees and the, by the way, the forced, and not just that, mind you, but the forced sharing of medical records and the inevitable shielding of employers from liability when those records are inevitably misused. It is inevitable. I work, I work in the computer network security business. I see what hackers do. I see what, what mischief with computer systems does in spite of everyone's best intentions. And by the way, not everyone operates with the best of intentions with these sorts of mandates and these this sort of, of shielding from immunity that will happen as a result of this presidential declaration. And, and by the way, what this does, for people who say, well, what we've mandated vaccines for to, to go to school for, for measles and, and, and uh, polio and, and smallpox, well, yeah, these are those those were vaccines that came out after decades sometimes centuries of studying the various diseases involved viruses by the way that don't mutate super fast so a vaccine program can actually lead to the eradication of the disease covid mutates too fast for that we're never going to eradicate even even our public health authorities realize that this is going to be an endemic disease forever, essentially. 
until some incredibly radical and unforeseeable breakthrough in, in health care takes place. It's going to be endemic, like the cold, like the flu, like whooping cough. It's going to be there forever in some degree or another. And to some extent, we our immune systems will adapt themselves to it. To some extent, the virus will mutate in such a way as to make it perhaps more transmissible and at the same time less lethal because, hello, that's what evolution does. That's what natural selection does. A virus that kills its host also dies. So naturally, selection will favor, as it did with the common cold and, for most cases, the flu, strains of the virus that keep themselves alive by spreading and not killing their hosts, which is, by the way, one of the reasons Ebola stays contained. It kills its hosts so fast it can't spread. If you take the decisive precautions, uh, you have to take great care not to get exposed to the blood or other effluent from the victims. But since it kills its hosts so quickly, it doesn't spread. The common cold, very much the opposite. Well, COVID is going to be that. But this was such a stupid speech in that it, after a year and a half of government lying, of manipulating, of log rolling, of gaslighting people, it turned to yet another refuge of the clueless, of the abusive, of the narcissistic, log rolling and gaslighting people into compliance. It's really hard to say what was the most concerning part. Uh, I mean, it was a desperate model of authoritarian knee-jerks, as uh, a a great piece by Charles C.W. Cook on National Review said last week. And by the way, the little shot at the governors, oh, this is even more toxic, his little shot at the governors who are pushing back at this misbegotten authority that he's had, how he's going to use the power of the federal government. He said it in as many words. He'd use his power to show the governor who's boss? I mean, it sounds like he wants to crush the idea and practice of federalism itself, the separation of powers, he seems to think, is the real problem here. And by the way, some of the reactions to the president uh, were just as toxic. I mean, it's idiot Matthew Miller from MSNBC. It's uh, enjoying the angry dad vibes from this Biden speech. He's turning the car around. If you see government as a parent... As, as, as a father or mother, I'm not saying that you are a totalitarian. I'm saying that totalitarians need lots of people like you in society to have a chance of succeeding. And unfortunately, there are those people out there. Thanks for tuning in. This fight is just beginning. Oh, I'm getting riled up here, folks. Tune in next week. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. It's been 20 years since the events of 9-11 and 20 years since AM 1280 The Patriot began broadcasting. On this, the 20th anniversary of 9-11, we would like to present the reading of the lyrics from the song titled Three Little Words in honor of the heroes of 9-11. Please welcome Elena and Alex as they share Three Little Words. On a fateful day there came a call From a cloudless sky we may fall There was one I love you at the end of the call Then they move forward, everyone for all. As they rolled to their destiny, they put their lives on the line for you and me. In the air, there was a struggle that day, and life for them began to slip away. In a lonely field far from any town, a plane fell from the sky and made no sound. In an earthen grave, they all lay, American heroes, the highest price to pay. A million calls would be made that day. A million hearts with a million things to say. A million thoughts shared in a million ways. But three little words were all we had to say. Three little words that put the stars in place. Three little words that bring a warm embrace. Three little words. Three little words. Just three little words. Firefighters, paramedics, and the police entered burning buildings in the city that never sleeps. Lives not lost, their one goal. A willing rise for a lesser toll. Making their way to the top of their fate. For divine appointments never wait. None looked back when they answered the bell, with no lost courage as the buildings fell. Remember the coward a thousand times must die, the brave but once, and this the reason why. When it was their turn to do what was right, 
They faced their fear. They entered the fight. Heroes buried on hollowed ground, so much of their future never to be found. To them we are grateful and give all of our love. Pray God bless their families from heaven above. From two towers, from the sky, from every heart there came this cry. In America, God's love will not abate, and to this world we demonstrate. Every time we feed a starving child, every time we bring healing where disease runs wild, every time we help a country in need, every time a people from oppression are freed. As you look to the stars, this is what you'll see. Heroes watching over you and me. We will never forget their sacrifice, the greatest gift giving of their life. A million calls were made that day, a million hearts with a million things to say, a million thoughts shared in a million ways, but three little words were all we had to say. Three little words that put a smile on a face, three little words that all pain erase, three little words that take the clouds from the sky, three little words that make lovers sigh. Three little words, just three little words. I love you. If you would like to use three little words at your event or memorial service, please contact AM1280 The Patriot. Thank you. Happy. Happy. Happy 20. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.